This is Texas Soccer Radio. Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. Esto es Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. My name is Kyle Makey. His name is Larry Weathers. Texas Soccer Radio is sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and supported by the Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM. You can check them out. Uh, It would be much appreciated if you did. Um, We have a whole lot to talk about this week, a shocking amount to talk about this week. Um, but before we dive in there, I want to start on a happy note. Um, it is Fiesta. I have my Fiesta gear here, thanks to 210 Alliance. Um, it is a fucking awesome medal. If you haven't seen it, you can check them out uh, on social media. On uh, you know, If you're an SAFC fan, you've heard of 210 Alliance. So uh, search for them, 210 Alliance. You can snag one of these badass Fiesta medals. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry. Um, but it's a, a shield with the Fiesta colors, and it looks slick. It's hefty. This is like a legit Fiesta medal, I got to tell you. So, and then last thing here. This one actually isn't an advertisement necessarily, but in addition to the medal, I got a 210 Alliance scarf. Boom! Also Fiesta colors, also awesome. And made by Roughneck Scarves. So there you go. Now Thank if we just could just get some uh, Fiesta jerseys here. Yeah, right? That would be so cool. I don't understand why they don't do that. Um, we should talk about that more later. But first, Larry, how are you doing, man? I know you have a uh, special guest this week in the background that you might yeah. be able to hear just a little bit. I have a new puppy. So fair warning to everybody. He's downstairs right now in my house. And he's <laughs> screaming his little head off because he's trying to find me um but he's loud as hell even when i'm with him so it doesn't matter so he doesn't get to be a part of the podcast today but <laughs> i've i'm okay not a lot of sleep he gets up he gets up every two hours to go to the bathroom so it's like having a real kid <laughs> yeah been there been there um so let's get to it man like i i put on twitter earlier that i really wanted today to be driven by um, the Periscope comments and the Twitter comments and all that stuff, because we had some extremely unexpected news drop with Chris Tierpak departing from the club. Um, so while we get Periscope caught up there uh, to hear what they have to say, why don't you give me your thoughts on, on Tierpak leaving apparently for Miami oh. FC, which we can yeah. clarify later, but we're pretty sure he's going to Miami. I'm surprised and I'm not, which is, scary to say i thought something was up last week um when he got the red card out in fresno because he was already leaving the field before the ref had even really pulled the card out headband was off and he was just stomping his way off the field and it seemed a little odd for him and i i don't know his behavior that day just seemed off in that game yeah. i don't know especially with and with the card situation just kind of put it over the top and I, I don't know i don't know what's going on with him i don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes obviously he'd uh gotten i don't want to say benched but he'd been not in this not starting the last few games so yeah. he's been spending some time on the bench and coming in as a sub um 
Yeah, I yeah, Andrew, I wore a Miami shirt. The Dolphins just made their pick. We got <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety from Alabama. I'm super stoked about it. I'm repping tonight for 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 Miami. Yeah, it's happening. Wrong sport, but it's happening. Yeah, as the NFL draft is going on yeah. right now and all this chaos, I have been drinking since like six o'clock this evening. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it's been a heck of a day. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that red card um in Fresno. I it's hard to tell with the camera angle because it was so zoomed in, but it was kind of interesting seeing him like clap to some of the crowd. I don't know if they were giving him a hard time or if there were genuinely some SAFC fans that he was clapping to. I know. Uh, the checks were there. I don't know if that's where they were sitting or not. The camera wasn't zoomed back. But, um, yeah, it definitely seemed off. But I – so one of the theories that I saw popping up from a few people on Twitter and a few people on um, – a few people on Twitter and a few people on uh, social media around there. Sorry, I just saw Aaron said you're not yeah, getting any sound. I just turned my, my own – thing up to see if i was getting some sound so i'm getting sound i don't know hopefully everything's okay over there aaron let's see yeah i'm getting sound too on my stream um anyway one of the things i saw pop up was ben noonum and getting noonumed as it was verbalized <laughs> and uh, i do think that situation was different because noonum got a red card towards the end of the season last year but then marco jong played his ass off and played really well in that position right um I, I don't think that's what's happening with Mikey Lopez. I don't think that's what would have happened with tier pack. I definitely don't think that they cut him because he got a red card. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. Did you see that video of um, Greg Cochran, like fixing the turf? Like he pulled off a whole chunk of yeah. sod right in front of goal. Um, that field is shit. And so it doesn't surprise me that they didn't have tier pack playing the full 90 because um, he's had injuries in the past and he's someone that until this afternoon, I thought SAFC would have managed minutes and, uh, kept him fresh for playoffs. But, uh, obviously that, that went out the window there. You know. I can't help but wonder if there's, you know, we saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about, um, you know, possibly people being disgruntled in the locker room, maybe at how the play's going this year or just some, something in general going on with the team there. Um, that feels like a more likely situation that maybe something was going on with tier pack. He wasn't getting the minutes that he wanted and that's why we weren't seeing him play games and it's on coming off the bench as a sub. And then I don't, I, something with the red card just kind of was was the spark that lit the fire and this whole thing fell apart now. I don't really know. I'm, I'm totally, I was totally caught off guard by this today. Yeah. I'm, I would think because one of the big things coming into the season was that he was reunited with uh, Mikey Lopez, who he played with as a kid. And, you know, Sonny is from Austin. Connor Presley's from Austin. Um, he's probably a little too young to have played with them when they were kids. But, um, you know, this is a very local team. And so I thought, um, you know, the locker room would be really tight. Maybe it is. We don't know that it isn't, but that's definitely something else that could have happened. We just don't know. Oh, man, I, I don't know. Like, I've, I've been sitting around all day long, and I said I was going to try to, like, pile through reasons that maybe this happened. Um, I, one, th one of the things I mentioned to you when we were texting about it after the news broke out was maybe it's something, part of its opportunity. 
Miami FC's Miami FC just had um, their right winger called up to uh, FC Cincinnati, and their leading scorer from last year now plays for Orlando City. So I don't know if somehow Miami's managing to get some more exposure and getting more teams moved up, although moving just he didn't move to another USL team. I don't know. I'm so yeah. confused by all this. Really, I'm so confused by all this. Well, that's the thing. Let's talk a little bit about Miami before we get into some of your Twitter reactions. And Periscope, if you have anything you want to say, jump in here. Um, but one of the things about where he landed or where we think he landed, there was a report up initially and then it got pulled down. But, you know, you don't write that report up if it's not true because it came from the team's website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami FC 2 uh, apparently acquired Chris Tierpak. Their head coach, and I'm going to butcher his last name. I've honestly never heard it spoken. I've only read it um, because Paul I Daglish. live on the internet. Yeah, Paul Daglish um, is the new head coach for Miami FC this year. He took the Austin Aztecs to 2013 PDL championship, and Chris Tierpak was part of that team. So maybe he just wanted to play for a coach that he was familiar with. And we know Miami has a ton of cash that they were ready to spend on NASL. And that fell through for a million reasons. So, you know, maybe he got the payday and got to play with his old coach. Maybe they're putting together USL Austin 2019 in Miami. Maybe we see as the head coach of USL Austin uh, and tier pack jump up there. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's pure speculation, of course. But um, we've seen this before with Michael Reed. He left SAFC for Nashville um, okay. to play with a coach he was familiar with. So uh, it's not unheard of. Uh, the timing of it is what is weird. You know, with with that situation though, with Reed, he's he's getting his opportunity basically to you know audition for that MLS team though. Like it makes sense him moving on between the familiarity with people out there and his old coach and things like that and getting the opportunity to audition and be a part of that, that core group that moves up to, to Nashville when they, they change over to MLS. That makes sense. This one just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, yeah. he's moving down a division. Um, for those of you that don't know, Miami FC was a part of the NASL. Now that that's fallen apart, um, they have formed Miami FC2, which is an NPSL team. Um, they did fight for their right to be in the U.S. Open Cup. So there is a possibility. Oh, God. <laughs> there's a possibility that some way, somehow, we see Chris, Chris Tierback come back to San Antonio or us go to Miami to potentially play them in the U.S. Open Cup, if that move is true. Because like yeah. I said before, there was that, that news brief that he had moved, signed with them, but it disappeared. No yeah. word had. And I asked... Chris tonight on Twitter directly when he po- he made a he posted a message saying thanks to all the fans here in San Antonio. I took the opportunity to ask straight up if uh, what the next plan was, and he answered other people, but he did not answer me. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I think we should operate under the assumption that he's going to Miami because that press release I should have screen capped it. Uh, that was a rookie mistake on my part. Um, but the, the press release when it was up was a full release done on the Miami FC website. Um, it, it was not, you know, a newspaper reporting it or some third party. It was on the website. You don't do that if a player isn't coming. So um, I, I think it's safe to just operate under the assumption that he's going there until we hear otherwise personally. But 
Um, so we put it out on Twitter. We got a lot of comments as this was going on, and I was trying to hold off until we found out where he was going before I put it out on Twitter. So I'll dig through some of the other comments in a second. Um, but on the post that we put up about him going to Miami FC too, um, we asked how you felt about it. And Michael Hughes says, um, I suspect this is the moment that support for Powell begins to curdle unfair, maybe, but it's inevitable that people look to the coach for answers and SS and E's man. Don't use words. I can't read (laughs) reticence. Oh my God. I should have read this before I came on here. (laughs) uh won't help matters oh my god i'm so embarrassed um english is hard so um yeah i i agree man like it's well let me rephrase that i agree that some of the ways that ssne operates works okay for mba and is not translating well for usl um i i don't know that it's fair to put this on darren powell um, especially given the fact that we have no idea why he left. <laughs> it right. really could have been just as simple as he wants to play in Miami for a coach that he, you know, used to play with. And they're getting an MLS team eventually, so maybe this gets some eyes on him for Beckham's MLS project too. Um, I don't think it's fair to throw it on Pal yet. Obviously, you're entitled to your opinion. That's just my opinion. Is I don't think it's fair to throw it on Pal until we know more. We need uh, more details. We definitely need more details about the situation. And hopefully in the next few days, we will get those, those details about the situation. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, I, I don't necessarily blame Pal for anything because we haven't heard any reason to. But SNE's um, silence on everything and just general reluctance to give any sort of statements or any sort of clarity, um, you know, it's it's frustrating. It's really frustrating for fans at this level who are used to getting this much access to players. You know, players are having DM conversations with fans and know the families. Uh, I think it was Aaron that was talking about, uh, maybe not Aaron. It was somebody talking about Chris Tierpak's family sitting next to them. Um, And like, you don't get that in NBA. So it would be nice to be able to get just a straight answer of like, hey, I wanted to play with these guys or, you know, I, I hated living in San Antonio, which I don't think is the case. I don't know, but yeah. I don't know. Sorry, rambled there. It's done now. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. It's tier packs gone. We've got to move on. Um, we'll find a way to, to, to move forward. You know, I think we'll see some more time out of it, – it, it clears up the situation out on the – on the outside of the field a little bit more. So now we've got, you know, Gordon Escalante Presley really to work with uh, Escalante. Um, So that's another potential starting role that's opened up for somebody to grab and take care of. A friend Pete says, I don't know guys, when you have three Texas guys leave the team closest to home, it raises suspicions that there's something going on behind the scenes. Two were lateral moves. One was going down a level. It's very odd. Um, Las Rojas responded speculation ahead uh, Billy Forbes probably went to Phoenix in hopes they get MLS soon or more money Vegas lateral move probably had something to do with attitude or discipline uh, tier pack was Noonamed which we talked about earlier um, and then Sputter responded Billy went for the money Vega went to play so as far as yeah. Forbes and Vega go um, Billy Forbes is a big 
big Didier Drogba fan. And mm-hmm. uh, it looked like Didier Drogba was a big Billy Forbes fan <laughs> when they went to play there last year. We saw a lot of pictures of the two. And um, how do you pass up playing with one of your idols, you know? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? I don't know what the money situation is. Yeah. Exactly. You don't pass it up. Even if it's for less money, you don't pass it up. So whether it was for money or not, you go. You yeah. Can- when when you're you're the person you're look you, the blah. when the person you look up to wants to mentor you and wants to play with you 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 go you go and do that yeah um yeah and and vega vega i want a hometown kid to succeed in san antonio you know that's the story everyone wants but um i i never saw anything on the field from devin vega that said he was going to succeed with san antonio fc so uh, he was fast that's what he had going for him yeah i mean like i'm not i'm not trying to bury the kid by any means but or the guy he's not a kid anymore um but it's like i said last week i think everything that safc fans wanted devin vega to be you see in alex bruce connor presley some of the young guys that are still around this year um that yeah and attitude is everything right so uh tomas clark says unfortunate and seems to be coming from nowhere probably hurts in the short term while we try to remake the way we play but between escalante presley and gordon we should have enough capable players that to that will eventually come good um yeah. Uh, it's, yeah it's gonna work out it's it's gonna work out it's is it a loss yes it is and i know he's a big fan favorite and i don't want him to leave i with billy i'm sorry with billy i was like okay bye like that's yeah. it, it was a little overrated there i i know that's not a popular opinion necessarily but chris i don't want chris to leave this team <laughs> he's a great player we, we we could really use him it's unfortunate i wish him the best of luck what's done is done now now we need to move forward with the guys we got and we've got plenty of talent to fill those roles. In, in our preseason show, you were talking about Chris Tierpak being, um, you know, the, the leading scorer and, you know, a big attacking threat a couple months ago. Yeah, but yeah I mean, here we he are. Is. He is. He's, he's, he's got that potential. I mean, he, he yeah. causes problems for a lot of other teams. And I'm happy that he's not in the usl still to be honest like i'm glad we're not playing against him on a regular basis like god if he had gone to phoenix or oklahoma or something like that like oh jesus like that would have been trouble for us yeah that i wonder if that's negotiated because it was the same thing with frank tayu too right when he left he went to the eastern conference and the hell away from the west yeah um uh last thing on this one was clint said uh with probably the most negative take i've heard but you know we asked for opinions and you gave them uh clint said i'm a two-year season ticket holder who drives down from austin at next home match even if if i even bother driving down for it i'm going to stand and turn my back when darren powell is introduced again i don't think there's any reason to assume that it's a Darren Powell issue until we hear otherwise I you've got so many guys that have been around since 2016 still that it it would seem odd to me like Rafa and Cesar Elizondo and um, Stephen McCarthy Cardoni Johnston who else Cochran Mm -hmm. Um, you've got a lot of guys that have been here for going on three years so 
maybe it is a locker room thing, but um, I'm not going to jump to that. I think the Occam's razor is that it's a coach that he's played for in a fantastic city to play. And uh, if the money is what it needs to be, then why wouldn't you do it? Absolutely. I, I, I don't, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy going to come down and turn your back on Powell <laughs> when you don't even know if Powell's the issue. I would not, I, I don't necessarily support that decision. There's a lot of guys on that team that does that need and deserve your support. And I, they choose to play for Powell too. Like they, they clearly have faith in the man. I, I think it's a little premature to be judging Powell like that hard. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I make no secret, I don't think, about enjoying getting to chat with Darren Powell and, and getting to know him over the last few years. And I think what he's trying to do is what this city needs as far as, um, you know, building the academy, the importance on the academy and building the support around the team. So um, I don't know, maybe there's stuff behind the scenes we don't know, but I'm not going to jump to that. Sorry, that's like the eighth time I've said that. I'll stop. Um, Harry says, I really hope SAFC wins tomorrow. If not, you think today will be bad. I'm not sure that even the great and the newest, uh, a whole bunch of SA media, uh, will be able to stop the freaking out. And it's true. Uh, SAFC does have a game this week, shockingly yep. enough, um, playing in Vegas, um, uh, tomorrow or today, if you're listening to the podcast yep. version of this Friday, night. Um, Friday 10 PM central. You know, Diego, was it Restrepo that said after the draw that they need to win? And Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they're looking for a win out in Las Vegas. And Aaron just asked if, I, if we still thought it was a mistake to not play tier pack in the playoffs this past season. Absolutely. Absolutely. He should have been on the field. I think it was a mistake to not have him on the field, at least as a, coming in as a sub, and especially to not have him out there for the penalty kicks. The, nothing's going to change because of this situation change that that I, I mean he was the best player he was one of the best players that we should have had out there at the time and we didn't and we didn't advance in the playoffs and I think that was a mistake I stand by that yeah I mean the way the team was constructed last year it was it was interesting like just relying so much on the counterattack and relying so much on those quick goals I like what they appear to be trying to do this year and building from the back and um, being more determined in how they're building their attack. But, um, you know, it, it hasn't necessarily worked out so far. But uh, obviously you want to have your best players on the field. And, and yeah, Tierbeck probably should have been out there. But um, the SA Mexican says, and that is his Twitter handle, at the SA okay. Mexican. <laughs> um, could it be the red? Noonan was pretty much done after his. And I heard there was some... Uh, <laughs> heard there was some unprofessional stuff with a certain youngster last year who didn't play afterwards is that vega that he's talking about i would assume that's yeah, vega that's he's talking about um yeah i i don't think it was the red like that especially given the fact that he already had an agreement or appears to have an agreement with miami that was too quick for it to happen so fast so obviously the red is unfortunate and the optics of it are terrible, but um, I, I can't imagine that that played into it, right? Am I alone on that? I don't know. Like I said, I still, uh, that's when I thought something was off, was the red, with his reaction to the red. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe his reaction to that red in that situation, if there is locker room frustration and that was just the cherry on top, I don't know. Yeah. 
maybe. I don't necessarily think that the red was the cause of him, you know, leaving SAFC, but it may have played a small role in it at least. Yeah. Or at least the, the aftermath of the red, not the red card itself. There was Josh, Joshua Wagner uh, who said, I know I'll miss watching him, but I'll also miss talking to his family if they stop showing up. His dad was always willing to share his insights, mom, her calmness, and brother was always yelling at the refs by name. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for sharing that. That's pretty interesting. Well, I hope uh, they still come out. Whether Chris or not's playing here, if they're here in San Antonio, I hope they come out to the games. Yeah. And uh Roz, at Raziel's mama says, hmm, I think players that are too good to be benched are getting tired of being benched and going where they will get minutes. Um, I mean, I think everyone kind of knew what they signed up for with this squad. Like, um, you knew that you were going to have Gordon coming back, Tierpack coming back. Uh, maybe you didn't count on Presley getting better in the offseason and mm-hmm. stronger. Um, maybe you didn't count on Escalante coming in, but... Uh, yeah i i don't know i think sharing minutes is part of the deal when you've picked up injuries like tier pack has in the past and when you have such a long season like the usl does um so obviously i don't know i don't want to speak on behalf of him one thing (laughs) we did say we put it out there on twitter that he has an open invite to come on the show anytime and absolutely does and uh he actually responded and and said hopefully you know when he gets settled and the next couple of weeks, maybe we'll be able to ask him all these questions uh, and see, you know, why he is headed to Miami or wherever he may be headed to. But Andrew Coe, our buddy Andrew Coe said, Coe. maybe he didn't want to go out on the red card. That's a good point. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he already knew he was on his way out because obviously, you know, the quickness of that Miami release right after the San Antonio thing probably means he was talking to them ahead of time. Yeah. Maybe he knew. Maybe he already knew in that game that this was coming and then the red card happened and yeah, I don't know. That might've pushed up the timeline. Maybe he was expecting to be at San Antonio for another game or two. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was, yeah, it would be weird for them to fly him out to Fresno if he wasn't going to play in Vegas or if they didn't expect him to play in Vegas. Right. Maybe Vegas was the last game and now he was going to miss it because he got a red and that's the frustration we saw. What a bummer to not be able to play in Vegas when uh, (laughs) I say that unsarcastically, I would love to spend some time there, which speaking of, I know Harry is uh, in Vegas. I think the checks are in Vegas. Vegas. Um, SA should have some pretty solid support in Sin City this Friday. Let's be Uh, honest. You can't see any of the fans anyways with all the smoke. (laughs) Uh, You mean from the uh, pyro from the SGs, right? That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... I know we joked a lot about going or not joked. We were fairly serious about going, um, but unfortunately we couldn't make it work with... uh, puppy kingdom over there and with some family stuff over on this side so maybe next year we'll next see. year next year's the, the plan now if they end up in vegas for the playoffs they should honestly just have the usl finals in las vegas i know the stadium isn't that great um but i bet you'd have some better attendance in las vegas than you would some of the other home matches just speculation though anyway before we talk about vegas is there anything else you want to talk about with uh tier pack before we head into some game stuff until we get more information i think we covered everything 
Um, yeah, didn't mean to spend 30 minutes on that. Whoops. It was going to happen. There was no way around it this time. <laughs> um, luckily, we don't have a ton to talk about with the Fresno game. Um, at least I don't. But um, zero zero draw, point on the road is good. Diego Restrepo um, had probably the best game of the season, I would say, this year. Without, team of the week. Yeah, he made team of the week, goalkeeper team of the week. Of the week. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a save of the week up for voting or yes, it was it up for vote. I can't remember when those expire. I think it's still up for voting as of right now. I think tomorrow's the end of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to talk more about Diego Restrepo. Do you want to do that now or do you want to talk about the game first? Where are you feeling? Mm, I'm good either way. Let's talk about the game first. So obviously uh, Fresno they haven't they've scored in every match that they've had this year other than with SA. Um, so if anything, you can at least take that away <laughs> that um, the SA defense freaking showed up in Fresno and yep. that's solid. But um, other than that, it just kind of felt like the attack never really got going. It never found, you know, the momentum that you would want to see or, or the structure that you'd want to see. Is that kind of what you saw out of that game too? I mean, it, it, it's that whole thing. The problem that we always seem to have is we can't finish a few opportunities in there, but couldn't find the net. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was rough though. Like Fresno was dominating us on the R end of the field. Lots of corner kicks on their end or for them, not for us. It, yeah. it, it wasn't a horrible game. I mean, obviously, we sc- we held them to scoreless, and that's the first time it's happened for Fresno, which is a good thing. Um, coming away with a point on the road is a good thing. But, yeah, it wasn't a spectacular game by any means. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things, just looking at the average positions and kind of noticing this in the game, too, is that um, SAFC came out in a 4-2-3-1, I believe, for the first time this season, or at least it's the first time that it's held that formation mm-hmm. um, so strongly. And I wonder how much of that was um, having Cesar Elizondo as one of the wingers. Um, Jose Escalante was on the other side with Sonny Guadarrama in the middle. Um, but having Elizondo over there on the right wing primarily was kind of interesting, knowing that he's more of a central midfielder. Um, that's part of why I was a little surprised to not see Connor Presley get the start or even Omar Gordon. We saw Omar Gordon and Stephen McCarthy on the bench mm-hmm. um, dressed in street clothes. They weren't in the 18. Um, what do you think about Elizondo as a winger? Do you see that happening again? I kind of hope not like it was a little odd it it was awkward it was awkward I, I feel like he he's better in the central central mid there and we probably should have had Presley out on this out on the wing if we were going to play play him there or Gordon either or they both would have been fine choices out on the outside there Elizondo being out there it seemed like an experiment and it didn't seem to work all that great yeah but I mean I think we'll probably see a different a, a different uh, lineup with the team this next week in in, in Las Vegas for sure I feel like it was trying to find a spot for Elizondo more than anything because Guadarrama has been pretty dominant as a 10 and they've been playing in formations where the the central midfield is just log jammed. Like there's too many guys playing well there. 
um, to pull one of them for Elizondo. So I, I don't know if that, like you said, was an experiment or, or what was going on, but it was frustrating to watch knowing that you had Tierpack on the bench, knowing you had Presley and Gordon was potentially available if you had put him in the 18. So uh, I know Elizondo is a fan favorite. I, I'm not trying to call for anyone to get benched or anything, but um, it, it's got to be hard to make those decisions of balancing, like rewarding these veterans that have been with you for multiple years compared to what the team actually shaped out to be for 2018. But right. be interesting to see in Vegas. So two things. How long do we see Rafa stay in the starting lineup? Over over Lopez, that uh, it's interesting, right? <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not working, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Oh, and he didn't have his face mask this week either. Yeah, it's true. Is uh, that the first out of nowhere maskless yeah. Rafa we've seen since last year? I since think. the injury, yeah, that was the first maskless Rafa we've seen. Yeah, um, Aaron says, what has Guadarrama done in the regular season? And that's a fair criticism. Um, you could say the same thing about Ever Guzman. I know a couple of people were talking about that on Twitter too. Yep. Um, and I, I know that it's not fair for me to say this about these guys and not say it about other players, but I saw Sonny Guadarrama and Ever Guzman just demolish the preseason it was some of the best football I've ever seen at Toyota Field and I don't know what's happening since then um, but it was so good hey from Vegas Harry how are you man Um, it was so good that I think it's worth trying to work out and trying to get them back on the same page because if ever can get hot like he did at the end of last year and has Sonny delivering to him that's sick that's you know dangerous very dangerous and i know that's like hard to say like oh just trust me but like when it works it's going to work so well and i have to believe it's going to work again at some point um but i don't know how many games you you let it try and test it out and all that we saw what happened to sean chin and aj jiqua and victor arujo and the rotating door of strikers who haven't scored. And I think ever probably has more of more slack than some of the other guys. But um, you know, at what point do you put Elizondo up there or Alex Bruce or or any of these other guys? You got to think it's not going to be that much longer before they give Bruce a shot up there, at least even as a sub for, you know, 20, 30 minutes just to see what he can do at the end of a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to talk more about lineups and that stuff when we get to talking about Vegas. But before we do, just to wrap up, um, Tier Pack got the red card, but obviously that doesn't affect San Antonio anymore. Right. Um, so the only other card that was pulled for San Antonio FC was Darnell King's yellow card in the 76th minute. Um, Fresno got three pulled on them. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, the usual card trouble ish <laughs> um one more thing i'd be remiss if i didn't mention this was the first game where we didn't have anybody on the injury report yeah i i the dreaded lower body injury was was nowhere to be seen that day <laughs> which even though gordon and mccarthy were in street clothes and not in the 18 them not making the injury report is a positive step I yeah think. absolutely um 
yeah, the injury bug stayed out east, thankfully, stayed in Texas. <laughs> so we'll take that all day. Um, I got to say real quick, I, I don't have a ton to say about it, but Darnell King has been one of my favorite off-season pickups for San Antonio FC. Yes. Um, I, I don't have any stats to back it up other than just saying <laughs> watching him has been fun, and I think he fits this club really well, and I'm really glad that that worked out. Um, obviously we hope things with Marco John get worked out and that he can be back and all of that. But, um, King coming was pretty darn, pretty darn good. <laughs> hey, now that, uh, now that the soccer factory has the official USL numbers and letters for the back of the jerseys, I'm ready to go throw King on the back of my Jersey. <laughs> I truly am. I would, I dig it. I wouldn't blame you one bit. Um, I don't know who I would put on mine. Um, I feel like Rafa's too easy of a choice. I don't know. <laughs> Tear pack. How many jerseys do you think they have at Soccer Factory right now that are supposed to get the tier pack name and number on them? Oh, well, I mean, we saw. I saw some people on Twitter today saying they were going to go get it in tribute. I think it was yeah. Raziel's mama. They were going to go get get tier pack jerseys as tribute. So, Crazy. I mean, who who knows how many people are going to do that? So uh, San Antonio travels to Las Vegas um, Friday night tonight. If you're listening to the podcast, it's a late one in San Antonio, 10 PM. Um, but what is that? 8 PM local time for Las yeah, Vegas. So they're specific. Two, two hours behind us. Yeah. Um, so Las Vegas so far is unbeaten. They are two zero and two um, with one win and two draws at home and then a win on the road. Um, their wins have come against Fresno, draw against Reno, a win against Swope Park, draw against Sacramento. Um, so through these four games, they've played some pretty quality opponents and come out unbeaten through it. So what are your feelings about this heading into Las Vegas? Man, they, they look good. They look good. It's going to be an interesting game. We're going to have to bring our A game. Hopefully we're we're able to figure it all out because we need to for this one. (laughs) Like it's, it, it, this game has the potential to get away from us if we're not on, on the ball with this one. Yeah. I, I'm curious what shakes out. I mean, how much was tier pack part of the game plan going into this? Was he a factor? We don't know. Probably we'll never know. Um, but we know that um, this is going to be a tough place to play. Uh, fans can get excited, especially on a Friday night. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think our one opportunity here is that they haven't been able to hold anybody scoreless yet. So yeah. hopefully we can at least get on the board yeah. in this one. And I think – I don't want to say, like, the club wasn't motivated before because obviously they want to win every time they step on the field. But I feel like going through this kind of cold streak to start the season, um, you've probably got some guys motivated and some guys wanting to put it in the back of the net. So uh, Andrew says, I don't want them to score, but I do want an emoji sighting. Yeah, those stupid emojis that are on the inside of the shirts for Las Vegas uh, when they pull it up over their head. You can't but. see it through the smoke. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pyro. <laughs> um, one thing I do need to say about this game is it is the ESPN game of the week. So it will actually be on ESPN three. So you don't necessarily have to have ESPN plus to watch it this week, but you do need a cable subscription. To you watch do ESPN. need a cable subscription. Right. Yes. So you can get around it that way, but it's the game of the week for USL. 
Yay, game of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I totally would have been looking for it on ESPN Plus, so good call. Good call out. Um, Do you want to do score predictions? Do you have one? Oh. How many goals uh, does Carlos Alvarez get? I think it's going to be 2-2. Yeah, going with the draw. I'm going with the draw, but at least we're going to get put some goals in the back of the net. I'm going to be bold again. This is the same scoreline I did in Fresno, I think, with a 3-1 victory for San Antonio FC. I think you've got a lot of guys that are probably pissed off about not winning. Um, you're going to have either Connor Presley or Omar Gordon or Cesar Elizondo, um, or who knows, <laughs> like Stephen McCarthy. Maybe he can play a winger. I don't oh, know. But you're going to have people competing for what, you know, what we talked about in the preseason was it was going to be tier pack and somebody else. Um, so now that spot is, is wide open for whoever can step up and take it. So um, I, I think we're going to see some real motivated players and a really fun environment to play in. And I think we'll see a three, one victory for SA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Multiple Aaron and somebody else said for three seasons, uh, we've sucked at scoring, basically. At some point, you've got to think it's coaching and it falls on Coach Powell and that he's a better defensive coach. I don't know that – I think it's coaching style, not necessarily yeah. a coaching defen- deficiency um, because you have guys like Bob Lilly who have won championships with only scoring one goal in each game and holding the opponent to zero. So – um, I think it was just a, a tactical choice. He's more of a defensive coach. Um, you know, I don't want to get too heavy into European football because I'm, you know, not an expert by any means. But uh, isn't Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, like super park the bus, like score a goal, and then just <laughs> everybody stack up in front of the goal for the rest of the time? So I, I think that's just a, a coaching style that um, we're gonna kind of have to get used to with Darren Powell um, if, if we're not already. Sorry, that was slightly ter- terrifying there for a second. The puppy stopped barking. And I was like, wait, what is... No, he's, he's back oh, there, at it. We're good. Yeah. Man, it's like, wait, so- silence. This is not good. When there's silence, they're getting into trouble. Exactly. Even though he's in his kettle right now. If my kid's playing in the other room and I can hear him breaking stuff, that's fine. But when everything goes quiet, that's when I'm like, ah. Yeah, that's the scary <laughs> part of life. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah, so 3-1 Vegas. Who, as far as starting 11, you think it's, other than wingers, we can talk about wingers separately, but you think it's Restrepo, the usual back four, yep. Guzman up top. I, I Actually, I think this may be the game where we see McCarthy come back. Oh yeah, good call. I think we may we'll probably see McCarthy in the central mid there. Um, who he'll replace? Uh, I'd probably pair him with. Uh, I want to say it's going to be Felix, but him and Felix in the back. But it might be him and Rashindel. Andrew says uh, offense know. wins games, defense wins championships, and I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, probably still see Pekka for sure out there. Rafa or Mikey? I'm not really sure which way. Obviously, Rafa seems to have been working a little bit. They found a little groove with Rafa there, but um, yeah, everything else I think pretty pretty much the same. 
Yeah, we, we kind of got sidetracked joking about the mask with Rafa, but I think it's interesting that he's starting and that Mikey Lopez is on the bench. Um, coming into the season, we expected Mikey Lopez to play a defensive role, and then Pekka came out like him and Connor Presley. I don't know what they were drinking in the offseason, but like they uh, you know, are better than they were last year. They got bigger. They improved. They're tactically playing very well. Um, from what we've seen. So I don't know how you replace Pekka. And if Mikey yeah. is, you know, supposed to be quote unquote defensive player, um, then I don't know where you put him unless you're having him play more of an attacking role. And in that case, you're taking off Rafa, you're taking off uh, Elizondo or Sonny. Uh, you know, this is a very crowded central midfield, but I do think you have to find space for him somehow. I I would prefer to see... Mikey start over probably Cesar if it was a central mid. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know who I put there. If it's, Pekka, um, if it's a central mid, I'd probably put him over Mikey. I'd put Mikey in over Cesar. Yeah. Um, man. But like this Rafa, is the problem every week. Is the, yeah. This is the problem every week is looking at the lineup and going, okay, who are they going to play this time? Because right. you know Ever's going to be up front most likely unless something crazy happens and they decide to – put Bruce in and do the experiment in Vegas with that. Diego is going to be in goal. And then our back line is pretty, pretty well set. Everything else feels really up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, as far as wing, as far as central midfield goes, I don't know. I don't know if you start Roth over Mikey or, or who you put there, just try and do a timeshare with them. But um, you have to figure out a way to get Mikey Lopez on the field. He's too good to be on the bench as much as he has been maybe, lately. Maybe you, if you run the four-two-three-one again, maybe you swap Lopez in for Sonny and just see what happens. Yeah, I think you probably pull Cesar off the field. You put Presley on there. Yeah, Jose's so, going to get the other side. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page with wingers. I think Presley and Escalante being yeah. the optimal choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Omar Gordon played so well last year. And then in the preseason, it was like a different player. So um, they, they've been out West all week. I haven't seen training in a while. So I don't know if something's changed, but um, man, it, it's, it's weird to see how much of a change has happened with Omar Gordon, but hopefully he takes a step up and gets competitive again. But right now I think it's Presley and Escalante. Yeah. There was lots of calls this week for Cyprian to get back into the back line too. And I just, I don't, I, don't, I, I love Cyprian, but I don't see where he's going to slot in there, who you're going to pull off for him at this point. The defense hasn't looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, man. And what we saw in preseason kind of same thing with Hedrick was not super impressive and not what we saw with him in OKC or expected to see in 2017 with him here. Um, and like you said, he's a great dude and it seems like a great dude. He's, he's really fun to talk with, but, um, it seems like he is the sixth choice center back right now. And I don't know how you dig yourself up from that. Climb out of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's something wrong. The death chart, death chart is killing him at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, Anything else with SAFC before we kick over to these last topics? I did not expect us to talk about that stuff for that long. So sorry, Austin listeners. Sorry, anybody else. Um, I, I've been mentioning it to a couple of people, but as 
Austin fields a team. We will be talking about that a lot more. Um, just kind of, yep. you know, not a lot to talk about this week. Still doing the lawsuit thing. So, um, Let's see what else we're going to hear. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go too deep on this. I really don't want to make this a political show, but Should Donald Trump tweeted about <laughs> the World Cup bid. Um, it's a strong bid, Kyle. It's a it's a strong bid. Huge. <laughs> Congratulations, Morocco, for getting the World Cup bid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't even spell his stupid fucking name. There 2020, we go. 2026, Morocco, World Cup. So our president said the U.S. has put together a strong bid with Canada and Mexico for the 2026 World Cup. I'm so sorry for your speakers there. <laughs> In all caps, I had to do it. Um, it would be a shame if countries that we always support were to lobby against the U.S. bid. Why should we be supporting these countries when they don't support us? In parentheses, including at the United Nations? Question mark. <sighs> stay out of soccer man i'll stay out of politics on my soccer show if you'll stay off of soccer on your twitter feed i don't know i feel like that's not helping anything <laughs> once again congratulations morocco on winning the world <laughs> 2026 world cup bid yeah i, I saw some <laughs> stuff about um their bid potentially being disqualified because it's illegal to be homosexual there i believe was what it was there's some human rights issues, but... Um, There's some animal rights issues over there. There's some pretty horrifying stuff I saw today. Yeah. Um, let's check in on Qatar's bid as slaves build their stadiums. Um, or the bastion of free freedom <laughs> that is Russia. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck Whatever. Me. We can do meth at those games, okay? It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's where I would draw a line. There's a line there somewhere. Like, I'll smoke some weed, but I'm not likely to do meth to watch a soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an interesting uh, sponsor for a team. <laughs> where's, <laughs> where's meth? Meth is like the Midwest, right? Or like the desert and shit. I'm thinking of Breaking Bad now. Yeah, you're thinking of Breaking Bad. Maybe Albuquerque could partner with a meth. <laughs> uh, anyway. oh, um CONCACAF Champions League final 3-3 aggregate went to penalties Toronto FC fell to Shiva's Guadalajara um, making sure that MLS continues their um, letdowns in the CONCACAF Champions League unfortunately so um, anything to say about the CONCACAF Champions League and our mighty captain michael bradley i i want to talk crap about that shot <laughs> but he played really well the rest of the games he that's did. the problem really is like yeah he 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 completely whiffed on that that penalty kick or that uh, the penalty kick there at the end but jesus he was a monster the rest of the time so it's hard to get after him about that yeah defensively he kept them in that game yes. and he played harder in that game than i've ever seen him play in anything for uh the united states so um i'm not gonna knock him for penalties penalties suck but 
it was funny to see him be the one to take the final penalty and miss it so so badly um and that be the last last bit <laughs> andrew says brought to you by meth meth can't stop won't stop wait what is it from from breaking bad what los pollos hermanos right is yeah, that the chi- that's a chicken place so <laughs> world cup <laughs> world cup in russia brought to you by los pollos hermanos <laughs> um and good to see Josie Altador with uh, the same endurance that I have as a overweight 29-year-old that drinks too much beer. So hats off to you, Josie. Keep doing you, bro. Um, moving on, uh, our friend Nipun Chapura says that he's hearing USL and USL D3 rebrand might be incoming. Um, which and soon, right? It's like in the next few months well d3 launches next year right yeah 2019 yes um i know there was a trademark for like usl championship and usl league one and league two or something like that but um you know we'll see i i'm all for it because it is confusing to have usl and usl d3 because then it's like wait where's usl d2 oh that's you you know that is usl what that is USL. so That'll be interesting. So shout out to Nipun for reporting that on the Twitters. Um, go check out his podcast, uh, which is also part of BGN Sock Takes. So yep. Um, or his website podcast. Wait, does he do the podcast? Oh my god! No, he does the podcast. I'm losing my mind over here. Um, and last thing on my list was that Swill Park matches um, got moved to Children's Mercy Park which is the Sporting KC MLS Stadium. Um, They weren't even playing in Swope Park anymore. They got moved um, to like a school district, I think it was. Um, So it's probably for the best that they move over there. Um, Yeah, he does the podcast on Sock Takes and United in Focus um, was his other one that he does. I knew there was something else. Aaron Reed chiming in. Oh, my God, it's Jake Edwards. He's got a chair. (laughs) (laughs) By God. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's good. That's a good one. So much, man. Like, MLS has you know the more high profile players and all that but usl is just so much fun (laughs) i love it i love usl i love safc and vegas and the shenanigans and players randomly moving to a lower division club across the country unexpectedly it's fun soccer's fun soccer is fun Anything else you want to talk about tonight before I pound the rest of these beers and see how far the Packers traded down in the NFL draft? Nope. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Have you not, did you not keep up with it? I am not up with it. I am totally Ooh, blind after, can I, after UTSA got their first first round pick ever. So shout out to Marcus Davenport and the Saints. I'm, I'm, doing, to, I'm doing this to you right now then. Let's hear it. I am 100%. Green Bay, Green Bay picked at number 18. What? They traded up. And they took somebody from Louisville. No. No, don't get my hopes up. It's Jair Alexander. He's a cornerback from Louisville. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> it's not Lamar Jackson. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate everything. It's okay. Lamar Jackson's going to go to the Patriots at 31, I bet. He's still on the board? Oh He's still on the board. They're at 25 right now. Oh, my God. Yep. The Packers, yep. uh, whatever. Anyway, that's the end of our soccer podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go grumpy in the other room. Um, Andrew says he'd like to talk more about Bradley choking. I'm sure we will have plenty of opportunity to do that this summer at the World Cup. Oh, not at, at the, the international friendly. At the international <laughs> friendly that you should totally pay $150 a ticket to go to. Um, anyway, um, thank you so much to Roughneck Scarves. Again, if you haven't seen it, look at the Periscope replay. Look at me right now. Look at me. Um, I've got this badass Fiesta medal from 210 Alliance. It's attached to a Roughneck Scarf that they also made it's like high quality shit man like it's got the ranger creek logo here san antonio logger logo over here their logo on it's a good looking scarf it's a good looking scarf man it's comfy it's not too thick not too thin i dig it man so um thank you so much to roughneck scarves official scarf supplier to mls usl and u.s soccer Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. It is spelled R-U-F-F, neckscarves.com, roughneckscarves.com. Check it out. Um, so thank you to them. Thank you, Larry, for having fun again this week. Absolutely. Um, it's a fun time, man. I'm glad we do this. We should do it again next week, same time, 9 p.m. We'll figure it out. Um, thank you so, so much, especially for you listening and contributing and uh, everything you do to help make this show more interactive. Uh, that's when it's the most fun is when everybody's chiming in. You don't have to agree with us all the time. Um, try to be better at not fighting everything that I disagree with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hope I did better this week. Um, but anyway, thank you again. We will talk to you later. Vegas. Vegas.